Well, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 126 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, here with this week's first co-host back in a while, Jane. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hello. Amazing. It just cut out completely then. <laughs> Pure silence. I was like, wow, is she like doing this for dramatic effect? Oh, God. Welcome back. Seriously. Right. I I feel like that intro is just the best example of how us working together in technology seems to go. I mean, let's roll oh, with it. It just stopped. I heard 126 and then it went silent. And I was like, oh, oh what? What? Like, oh, my God. Is, is she OK? Like, excellent. <laughs> I finished my bit and usually like there's there's a slight pause where someone waits to come in. And <laughs> yeah. there was a long pause. And I thought, wow, she's. She really needs some help introducing him. <laughs> well, here we are, Jane. Fab to have you. Should we start with a bit of high-low? Haven't done this in about five to six weeks. So, I mean, I've got many to pick from, which usually isn't the case. Usually I'm scraping the barrel off trying to talk about things. You um, go. Okay. You go first. We'll start with our lows to end with our highs. That's how we like to do things. And my low would be... I have not been working for a month. That's not the low, but because I've not been working for a month, my stamina to work is on the floor. And <laughs> I didn't quite expect that. You know, pre, pre-month off, I was pretty solid at working, you know, long days at my desk, powering through, like, you know, and you're just in the in the rhythm of work and you're typing out and rah, rah, rah. And I just did a full day of work on Monday and got to about 5 p.m. and thought, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how I'm gonna do this. What so, is this that I'm doing? Right? Like it's it's all these big questions of life. Like, why do I sit at this folded piece of metal and and tap buttons all day? And what is instant like why are people double tapping photos to set like I'm in such a like midlife Ooh. like existential crisis right now? It's quite Ooh, a move. This sounds good. This sounds good. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff to unpack. And I've, I've come back to work as well, straight into prepping for an upcoming launch, which I think in, you know, in hindsight, not the best decision because launch mode is, you know, a level up from normal. And I've not even been doing normal for the last five weeks. So I feel, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be back. I'm grateful, you know, it's going to be good, but I'm definitely, yeah, f- feeling, feeling the overwhelm would probably be the phrase for it. <laughs> So that is your low. That is my low. What would your low be? Oh, I think, <laughs> I think my low is my brain is full. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And it's, and again, it's work related. It's that thing. I need to do an Alice and take a month away. Yes. And I appreciate that you have just explained about how <laughs> taking that month away has meant that you're now in a period of overwhelm when you come back, but, oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. You have sold it to me. I am on for that, but I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait till next year to do it. I think it should become policy. If we all decide that we're going to take August off, it doesn't have to be a big deal because if you're B2B, like, well, no one's working. So, okay, guess that's just the norm now. So that's, that's definitely my low, is that I have seen other people do it I'm Mm -hmm. so up for it and now I realize that my brain is actually quite full so that's my low that's yeah 
And are there things you can do kind of in the short term to help with that? What's your kind of go-to if you're feeling that kind of full brain? Oh my gosh, I need rest. Sleep. Sleep. Mm. So much sleep. I'm currently sleeping like a teenager, which is hilarious. So you when you just you go down about 8:30. Yes. And you get up and you can it's like 7:30, and you're like, wow, I haven't even moved. What's you know? So it's good. Sleep is a beautiful thing. Underrated, oh, I would it's say. The best invention. Really is. Best I invention. used to be so anti-sleep. Right? I used to think sleep was for the week and I was like, I don't need sleep. Like I can get, you know, five hours, I'm fine. And now I'm like sad if I have less than eight hours sleep. Like when I'm falling asleep, I'm like, damn it. We must work harder at this. (laughs) Yeah. Do more sleep. Exactly. Do more sleep. Do more sleep. Yeah. Get get it posted on your wall. I don't know what you need to do. Sleep more. Love that for you. Let's jump to the highs. What would your high be? I mean, I'm guessing if your brain's pretty full, that means that work's going well. It's kind of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Exactly. That is exactly it. My high is that I've met some absolutely cracking people over the last four or five months. And that just really sort of counteracts the, the the tiredness and the fullness when you speak to people and they're just brilliant and lovely and funny and intelligent and you know really good people to work with so that's that's my high really oh god it's both work related <laughs> I mean this is mm. a business podcast so I'll allow it Jane okay you're allowed cool. to talk about business here. okay people are such a a pro and a high of of running a business though right I was kind of reflecting on it in my month off about how I think this narrative of like, oh, working for yourself, it's so isolating, it's so lonely. Sometimes I find myself saying that and then I realize that like, it's not actually true for me at least. Cause I think, well, you know, when you're service-based especially, you get the privilege of speaking with amazing people and even outside of, you know, clients, even just the, the people you get to connect with on Instagram or the people that, you know, you just begin to get to know. It's so amazing how many people are actually involved in a what looks like a very solo and quite isolating experience yeah it is isn't it and that's the thing is it is when you can sit down and you take that time and you think how we probably would have never come across each other or had the opportunity to work together and it's times like that when I'm really grateful for what I do because it just feels that the kind of the pool of like-minded people is so wide Yes. And it just gets me really excited. Yeah. And it's such a boost, isn't it? When you're having a bit of a low day or, you know, even when something's going really great, there's nothing better than when you can then connect with someone who's like-minded to, you know, celebrate that thing with or moan with if something's gone wrong. And it is so true that so often, you know, problem shared is a problem halved. And that's Most why definitely. I think it's so important to know people in business my yeah. family used to joke whenever I'd hang out with kind of work friends, they'd be like, oh, is that your Instagram friends? And now I'm like, yeah, they are my Instagram friends. Thank you. Thank you. And they are great and they get me. So there. Yeah, yes. It is, isn't it? it 100%. Is. I definitely had this revelation over August of like, oh, they're not my, you know, in quotation marks, work friends anymore. They're actually just my friends. And that was so interesting for me because so long I'd kind of separated, like, these are my real friends and these are my work friends. And then I was like, oh, damn it. Like, they're all the same now. 
Yeah, and that's exactly what you kind of aim for, isn't it? And how you meet people, you know, who'd have thought that you would meet people through a little square who mm. actually become, you know, so close to you and be up there with, you know, family or or your chosen friends that you might have met in real life. <laughs> it's amazing. Sure. That's a great high. I love that. And who would have thought, I was just thinking then, that this is work. Us sitting and having a chat is work. Isn't that crazy? It's great. What a good what a good way to to start the day. Yes. We've done well for ourselves, Jane. We're proud of us. <laughs> We've created Thanks. jobs where this is us quote unquote working. I mean, you should have seen me this morning. I was recording like voiceover TikToks to uh Baby Got Back. And I just had this moment where I thought, Wow, how is this a job? Like, how does this pay my rent? <laughs> but I'm not moaning. Not complaining. Now that is something I cannot wait to see. Oh my gosh, the outtakes are love it in there many. I tell you that for free. Um, well, I think my high would have to be because I cannot ignore such a high. I've moved out and I'm in I'm in a house on my own. Pad A B. Yeah, I mean, wait to end a month off, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, let's just move. That's fine. <laughs> off we go how does it feel it's very it's a total mix of oh my gosh I'm so grateful and excited to be here and is this real I feel like I'm in an Airbnb how am I going to pay rent I'm terrified of being an adult (laughs) when do the bins go out what I have to buy my own food why has that box not moved oh because I don't live with my mum anymore I would say that side is currently outweighing (laughs) the joy and excitement um there's a lot of learning right like who did not empty the dishwasher oh wait Uh, one sec okay cool that will be me oh fantastic this feels like it's just such a really nice way to kick off september which is you know that kind of time of the year when we all frantically kickstart everything and you've Mm kickstarted it by i'll just casually move house yeah, yeah, that's what I'll super do. Super chill, super low-key. I'll do a big launch. I'm fine. Yeah, no worries. I know, I feel like when I get to like middle of October is kind of when the launch and everything's over and then it's just delivering it, which to me is the fun and easy part. So I'm I'm thinking there's going to be some form of like wine-induced something <laughs> that like yeah. Friday night where I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's done. We've done it. But it, it's amazing. It's just so even just from a business standpoint, it's so good to have my own space because if I were doing this at home with everyone now working from home, I love my family. Hi, mum, if you're listening to the podcast, I would have had to write into the team isolation group chat, turn the boiler off and risk not turning it back on so everyone has cold showers tomorrow, (laughs) asked no one to come into the office, given my dad evils when he still comes in and then whispers to my brother. Like (laughs) it's just, it's a palaver trying to do any recording at home. So having just a constant quiet space is a dream, dream. Oh, it's fantastic. Well, congratulations, because that is a real sign of like, yeah, You've worked. This is yours. You can do what you want. You may sit in your pants if you choose. Thank you. I've been doing a lot of that. Although it's a risky game because there's a lot of windows in this house. Oh, yeah. So I'm just, you know, trying to trying to figure out if the neighbours ever go in their garden. Because if they don't, <laughs> it's free game. Like, I'm completely fine. If they do, okay, we've got some risk going on with that situation. Yeah. Yes. Understandable. Understandable. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you very much. (laughs) 
on both of the able to sit in my pants and the whole yeah. house thing. I'd yeah. say equally measured, really, the two of those. <laughs> So for our first conversation starts back, I feel like we need to, you know, put the snorkel on, put your goggles on, because we're like in at the deep end with this one. But no way that I'd rather start yeah. a podcast back from its summer holiday, you know? We don't mess around. We get into the real talk. You are, in my opinion, the best person to help host and facilitate this conversation. So we are going to talk about diversity and inclusion. And within that, the fear and judgment that stops us from taking action. Big yes, conversation. we are. <laughs> We've got this. I feel like the, the pushback that I feel of not even hosting this conversation, but just starting it, I'm like, that's the reason why we have to have it. Because it feels scary, because there's all of these fears and you know things that we're going to talk about attached to it. I'm like, okay, that's exactly why it needs to happen. So I'm glad that we're here. Yes. So it's been three months now, or just over three months actually, I think it was May 25th when, I mean, obviously the Black Lives Matter movement has been going for a long time, but obviously when the death of George Floyd really, or the murder of George Floyd, I should say, really kind of kicked things off. Mm -hmm. So we're over three months on, and we had a really interesting Friday Live over on my Instagram just before my summer break, actually, where we had a bit of a conversation around how us as business owners can take action on that. And I think it'll be really interesting in this conversation, you know, now that we're kind of almost past that season of the wake up call to talk about actually what it looks like from a sustainable standpoint to actually take some action there and also have a really honest conversation about, well, if we haven't taken as much action as we might have wanted to or any action, why that might be. And I guess create a bit mm. of a safe space to unpack that. Absolutely. That's great. And I'm more than happy to help facilitate conversations and encourage people to sort of just take away bits and pieces have a good old think ask themselves some challenging questions which is what this is all about really yes for sure three months on let's quickly kind of jump back to three months ago when everything mm. was I want to say kicking off. I don't really think that's the right phrase for it. But I guess when, you know, there was a ton of awareness being raised and I think I would feel pretty confident speaking for a lot of business owners when I say that it was a huge wake up call for just how much, obviously, you know, we were all looking at it within the context of the whole world. But when we zoomed in on our businesses, actually how much work the small business space had to do. And then I guess the realization that, ah, we're the people that have, made kind of that problem exist. So therefore we're also the people that are gonna try and make some change with it. I'm curious, cause obviously as a, you know, diversity and inclusion coach, you must've witnessed so many different people's response to that and kind of how they found that time. Do you notice kind of, you know, a similar reaction from people? What, what do you see about how people responded to that kind of couple of weeks where it all felt quite intense? And I guess there was a lot of, of learning going on. Oh, I think I've seen everything. I've seen it all. And I think we all have probably seen it all because our eyes have now been opened. We will have seen large brands, small businesses, our friends and our family who have taken action and really taken things on board. We will have also seen people who might have reacted really quickly and then 
just as quickly gone back to normal. Mm. And then you get everything in between. And I think it's been a wake up call. And I will include myself in that as well. And because you just get on with life as you do, you get on with your business as you do. And then when something like this happens, it just makes you stop and take a moment and think about what sort of person you want to be, what sort of business you want to run as well. And so I think that's really important to have used the last few months as a catalyst to make a change. Mm. Yeah, it was definitely such an such an eye-opening time, wasn't it? I think, you know, part of the problem is that the problem was pretty easy to ignore and almost the, mm-hmm. the movement was so confronting, wasn't it? It was on on every platform, everything paused. There was no other, con- you know, I didn't see any content probably across a 10-day length of time that wasn't related to raising awareness for actually how much injustice there was going on. So mm-hmm. I, and I know this having spoken to a friends as well, you know, there's so many reactions to that. There's the defensive, you know, I'm not about the problem, that's not me. There's the, oh my gosh, I'm so, you know, I feel awful, I just wanna cry, I don't know what to do about this. There's mm-hmm. the, you know, what do I do? I wanna take action. It was, it, it was such an interesting time. And, and it's so interesting, exactly like you said, to notice how it goes from a raised awareness to actually what is gonna make change, which is now the action and what's happened since mm. that point. And I think that's what's really important for everybody to think about is that it's so easy as, as, as humans, we, you know, we want to keep ourselves safe and it's easier, isn't it, for your brain to do what it's always done. And what's happened over the last few months requires us to think and behave differently Mm. to what we to our sort of learned behavior um and it's going to be that's kind of hard to maintain isn't it to keep thinking differently to keep behaving differently to keep raising awareness Mm. it can be a bit exhausting yeah but it, it in a way it's a privilege that that exhaustion is a choice I kept taking myself back to that you know in those first couple of weeks when it just felt overwhelming and you know I would list more feelings but it's it's so not about my experience of it and I realized that oh the fact that I can go oh I'm going to take myself off Instagram right now because actually this is a bit too much to me is you know Mm. that's such privilege because if actually you're you know the the group of people who are being oppressed here it's you you can never walk away from it you can't turn it off you can't leave the app and and not experience that anymore but yeah, I guess it was different for everyone that I was speaking to of kind of how much they could, I don't want to say handle, I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but I guess knowing that long-term change was actually what was going to make a difference. It was it mm. was trying to keep that as a focus in those first few weeks of like, okay, I don't want to get overwhelmed and do nothing. So I'm going to need to kind of, you know, almost kind of look after myself a bit so that I can take that action if that's the right way to put it or if that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. And I think sort of hopefully people that know me and that have worked with me will understand that I am not about constantly fighting. You know, we all have our different levels of being comfortable with the level of kind of 
activism that we are willing to facilitate. But also we need to make sure that we look after our sort of our health and our mental health is a big part of that. And if you find yourself uh, feeling exhausted, feeling heavy, you're not going to be you're not going to be useful, are you, to anyone? Mm. So that's when, yeah, you're you're allowed to take yourself away. I take myself away as well. And your voice will be stronger after you've had that rest. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, you're more you're more effective when you're doing it in a way that looks after you. Because if if you're yeah. in a place where you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed, I can't do this, I can't take any action, actually you're just probably adding, or you know, you're, you're, you're stagnant, you're not doing anything. That's a, a neutral place to be in. And I think that I feel the same way about taking action as well. I saw a lot of people shying away from doing anything because they felt or there feels this pressure to do everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sure you'd agree with this. You know, it's not going to take 10% of the industry doing everything to make a change. It's going to take, you know, 100% all doing what they can or just playing their exactly. part in some exactly. small way. I think part of what stops us all taking some form of action is that it's you feel that, some you know, you might feel that your voice is too small. I'm just trying to think, what's that saying about the, the sphere of influence? And, you know, whether that might be that you are on Instagram and you've got 100 followers, you can still speak to those 100 followers. Mm. Or whether you've got one point something million as well, your voice is your voice is equal because speaking to 10 people, speaking to 100 people, those, those 100 people might well then go and have a discussion with their friends or with their family. Mm. So your voice still has power. And don't yes. think just because you're not a big old brand that no one's going to hear you, no one's going to listen to you, mm. you know. And I think you've put something up uh, a while ago, didn't you, about, you know, your followers and your audiences and, and whether it's like a room full of people or whether it's a auditorium and, and that sort of thing. It's going back to that and believing that you have the power, whether you have... 10 followers, 100 followers, three, 500, whatever, you still can facilitate conversations and encourage people to think differently. Yeah, I think that's such an important thing to touch on because you know you can, you can be aware that a problem exists, but actually if you don't recognize the role that you've number one played in probably you know, indirectly and unconsciously and not intentionally, mm. hopefully, causing that problem, and then as a result of that, kind of taken responsibility and realized that you can help solve it, you know, without those two bits of understanding, you're actually not doing anything. And I I, I don't yeah. want that to sound too harsh, but if, you know, as business owners, we're just sat here going, well, you know, the small business entrepreneurship space is not very diverse, but like, you know, like you said, what can I do about it? Or like, well, I've never intentionally made it like that. So, you know, I'll just sit back and let it change. <laughs> like actually every yeah. single one of us have, played a role in getting the industry to where it is now. And, you know, you then flip that on its head. Okay, then it's going to take every single one of us to get it to a place where it is more diverse and it is more inclusive. And of course, when we then talk about, you know, diverse and inclusive, we're talking about every strand of diversity and Mm -hmm. there's so much to explore there. But I'm so glad you touched on that because I think in a way, 
I sometimes see that as a bit of an excuse. It's like, okay, like you only have 50 followers, but like that, that's a busload of people. And if you were stood in front of a yeah. busload of people, you wouldn't walk out the bus and be like, nah, it's not big enough for me to make an impact. You'd be like, no, these are like 50 people that I can directly speak to. That's so much influence. And it's not mm-hmm. arrogant. It's just realizing that when you run a business, everyone that you impact, whether that's your customers, your clients, your team, your freelancers, the people you hire, you know, your followers, that's all influence. And I think it takes realizing you've got it to then start using it, which I can understand for some people, like that's a learning in itself, right? If you don't first see that you have that influence there. But you've, you've hit the nail on the head about the sort of excuses and this, and this whole session, it isn't about you know, making anyone feel ashamed or uncomfortable. But actually, you have to ask yourself the question is, if you were so shocked, upset, exhausted, angry about what came to light, why would you not try and do your bit, whatever that might be? And for some people, it will be going on marches, you know, signing petitions, donating, But for other people, it might just be occasionally having conversations with your followers or, you know, openly stating what your values are and just, you know, looking at your business more and making sure that is more inclusive. Mm. But if you haven't done anything, it is asking the question, why do you feel that you can't do anything? What's Mm. what stopped you, really? It's changing your behaviour, isn't it? Which I think as well, there's a should be an expectation to come along with that, that it's not an overnight thing. And this shouldn't be an overnight thing. You know, something that's, you know, taken years and years to build is not gonna Mm. be broken within a two week, you know, movement. (laughs) It's gonna be improved every single day, right? Yeah, (laughs) we can dream, (laughs) you know, it's not that simple. And it is, it's, it's changing your behaviors and constantly having to check in on those. And actually, I I think I would say, and I'd hope you'd agree with me, it's, uh, does that sound arrogant? Like, I'd hope you'd agree with me. As in like, I'm sure you feel the same way. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who I am these days. Month off, she needs to take a peg down. Who do you think you are? <laughs> who the hell? Like, it, it, it's not big change. You know, your business doesn't have to donate 90% of its profits to charities supporting, you know, marginalized people. If it does like amazing, love that for you. But if you set the bar that high, you're just giving yourself a reason to constantly do nothing because that's so unachievable. Whereas actually if you just say, okay, you know, I'm not gonna feature where my voices and perspectives are already overrepresented. That's an Mm -hmm. easy one. Oh, okay. I'm just going to make sure that the images and the videos that I use promote diversity. Oh, and I'm going to make sure that all of the people that I hire also have, you know, diverse policies. That's mm-hmm. three things that does not cost you money. It doesn't add any extra workload in. It's just another layer of a, a check, I guess, before yeah. you take an action that you would already be doing within your business. And think exactly. of the change. If everyone just did those three things, oh my gosh, like the space would be so changed it's so and another reason for that fear isn't it because this is a huge problem a huge Mm. problem that has been ingrained within society for hundreds of years so of course there's that 
oh my god it's too big to solve uh, and we've all we've all experienced it haven't we when you have a task that seems so big and you just think there's no chance I'm just going to leave that and I'm going to yeah. do something much easier mm-hmm. but actually the only way we can make that change is by taking those small steps one of the easiest things that we can do as business owners is ensuring that we are amplifying the voices of others mm. as we would we all collaborate and we all network in a way and that helps our businesses grow. We can just look at who we are networking with. Who are our clients? Whose posts are we liking and sharing on Instagram or other mm. social media? That's the most easiest thing to do. And it doesn't require you to stand up and, as you say, donate 90% of your profits to, <laughs> to, to, to groups. You know, it's something that takes no time at all. Mm. And I think that it's, again, breaking down this what feels like it's a mountain that we all have to climb and actually yeah it is it's it's a pretty big deal yeah we can take really small steps and individually what you might do for your business might be very different than what I might do for my business but ultimately we're all going in the same direction and we all have that same goal yes yeah It, it just takes everyone asking the question of okay what what can I do And I think then it's a bit of a snowball effect, isn't it? Because when you raise the standards for one area of your business to be more diverse and inclusive, it's like that thing, you know, when the, when, I don't know this quote, I'm probably going to butcher it, but about like when the tide rises, all the ships rise with it. Whereas actually like, you know, if you just raise the standard of like, okay, well this, you know, if you just start with exactly like you said, who you're networking with. So looking at the memberships you're a part of, looking at who you follow on Instagram, looking at, you know, when you're at an event, who you gravitate towards, do you always speak to the people you already know? Or do you, you know, look out for people that might be new to the space? Actually, if you just start Mm -hmm. there, once that feels like a natural behavior and that's kind of, you know, built into the way you behave normally, okay, then you just apply that same standard, which will probably automatically happen to the way you spend money in your business or the people that you hire within your business. I think if you see it, that you've got to do everything at once. And I kind of get where that assumption comes from. I think, especially when, you know, it kind of feels like it's do everything or do nothing. Actually, that's just adding to the problem. So I love that you've said that. Just like, just start with what you can and do what you can. And tr- comparison's probably a big part of that too, right? Oh, doesn't it? It's comparison really does. It, it truly <laughs> is the thief of joy, isn't it? Because yeah. you just look and you'll look and you'll see maybe another business owner, like, you know, they've got their values up, they've changed this, they've, they've specified everything that they're going to do. And you just think, oh my God, I'm not ready. Does that mean I'm a bad person? Mm. Why am I not at the stage they're at? Again, this is about doing what's right for you. If ultimately you believe that we all need to be more aware and generate a more inclusive business, you're going to go and do it in the way that's right for you and that's right for your business. And that is ultimately, you have to remember that. And if that means that it just means that you might quietly do donate some of your profits, that might be the way that you feel is more comfortable because of your business model. But it mm. might be for somebody else that they will openly share their values. They will be a lot more vocal because that's what is expected from them as a brand. And that's maybe what's right for them as a brand. But that yeah. might not be right for you. Absolutely. But you're still doing your bit. Mm, that's, that's the important part, right? You're doing what you can. 
doing something. You've got to do something. We can't continue with the kind of doing nothing and making excuses. Totally understand, you know, life is what it is. And, you know, we, thankfully, you and I are sitting here, we do have the privilege of life continuing. Mm. But but we all have to and can do something. I can't remember my train of thought. I just thought I'd share that with you. No, that was a great point. I think that's a really needed kind of, it's a gentle nudge, isn't it? Of just like, okay, you don't want to be that preachy. What are you doing? Why are you not taking action? But hey, guys, like (laughs) we're we're three months on from a pretty big wake-up call. Let's have a bit of an honest chat about maybe why something hasn't happened. And it's not about Mm. shaming people. It's about just saying, okay, you know, let's turn this from fear and judgment and overwhelm into action. Because I think I would say until it turns into action, you're not making any change. And action doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be big. Like you said, you speak to one person and that's going to have a ripple effect that that you you don't know about. It, it's exactly. powerful. Exactly. Now, I actually have a question for you. Because I always think it's interesting. <laughs> the tables to find... turn. <laughs> it has. I think it's always interesting to to get an understanding of how people have overcome their own fear mm. about taking steps towards becoming more inclusive. And how how do you feel now about what has changed within your business over the last few months? And did you feel did you feel that fear in the beginning? Yeah, my thought process definitely started with fear, overwhelm, a bit of denial. Well, probably a lot of denial, actually. You yeah. know, the whole the whole shebang of it's not my fault that my business isn't diverse because the space isn't diverse. And then it was that, you know, slap in the face of like, well, it's kind of your fault that the space isn't diverse because your business, you know, knock on effect and all of that, that fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. So there was that for a good few days of just, you know, I think the same as a lot of people just trying to learn and not wanting to speak too soon, but also feeling conscious that I wanted to speak at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt for my business personally, I had a platform and with that in my mind comes a responsibility to to try and lead some people through it and kind of help people. So actually for me, it was working with Hannah Anderson mm-hmm. um, from As We yes. Are, who is a fantastic mm-hmm. kind of leadership and inclusion coach and I honestly think if I hadn't have spoken to Hannah there's no way that I would have been able to so quickly come up with you know my kind of policies and actions and start doing it she really helped to cut the overwhelm you know talk me through a lot of my stupid things that I was using as excuses but realistically was just my fear speaking and then yeah it was obviously putting my policies out there which I was so surprised did not involve me having to spend loads of money or extra time doing things. I mean, that was a a definite thing of like, oh, it's actually just changing the behavior I already do. Okay, that's chill. Yeah. And then it was starting to put that into practice, which honestly was the hardest part and still is because it's changing behavior that I have done for the last four years. So it's going from, oh my gosh, yes, I would love to feature on your panel and I would love to write this thing for you to, okay, before I say yes to this, can I just ask, you know, what's your, what's your policy on this? Who else is being featured? What does the rest of the panel look like? It's just putting that extra filter in. And I'll put my hands up and say there's still stuff from my policy that need 
you know, more, more time and energy to really be, I'd say I ticked off the list is the wrong word. Cause it's kind of like, they're never off the list. They need to stay on my to-do list forever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd say it's getting to a point now where it just feels like it's a new normal for my business of this is how we do things. There's a new standard and it feels less of a kind of, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And just like, okay, this is what it looks like for my business to respond to it. It's going to look different for everyone else. And there's more that I can do, but I'd rather do what I can and I'll do the, the more stuff when I can, I guess. You see, that's, it's, that sounds so good. I, I just love hearing about that. And the fact that once, am I right in thinking that once you started doing something, it just it's still becoming it's it's actually already becoming more natural so you've overcome that initial ah is this right is this the right Mm -hmm. language am i okay to question and now it's like yes it's kind of cool and it's and it's right that i'm doing this yeah and it's a constant learning you know it's allowing yourself to be so open i think to getting it wrong all of the time and of course you know there's there's a bit of of nuance or detail that's probably needed to that because what I'm not saying is like, well, just go for it and just, you know, <laughs> apologize afterwards. Cause I think, you know, we have an obligation to, to think before we write and share. But, you know, I think if you've got something to a point where you think, okay, with my current understanding, I think this is the right way to do this, but mm-hmm. I'm so ready for someone to correct me on it, pull me up on it, help me to understand, which isn't their job, but is, you know, so appreciated yeah. when people do you've then got to be open to that once it happens. You know, I had it when I put the job advert out for my new team member, completely unaware, I use an image or an outline of a, a woman on the graphic, which is a woman with, you know, long flowing, mm-hmm. typically Caucasian hair. And I hadn't clocked that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't in my policy. I hadn't thought to that detail, but I had so many gracious and I was so appreciative of these messages of people just going like, hey, I, you know, I know that you've got this policy. You, you might not have noticed that this actually disagrees with that. And I think it's, you know, it's being ready that you're not gonna put your policies in place whether you share them publicly or not. And then, you know, you don't tick the box off of like, cool, diverse and inclusive, I'm done. Done. You gotta <laughs> yeah. get pulled up on it. You gotta learn, you gotta shift every single time that you take action. None of us have, have done the job, right? <laughs> We're doing the job. And that is, this is I think what people need to hear more of you made you made a, a small mistake it got brought to your attention mm. and you survived you woke yeah. up the next day <laughs> I'm alive, and you just thought, of course of course why didn't I think oh yeah now I get it and then and it just life continues and I know mm. that this is a really big obstacle for people is because and initially these conversations have obviously started from uh, or about race but they are when we're talking about diversity we are talking about everything we're talking about gender we're Mm. talking about disability age everything sexual orientation and we will make mistakes we will all make mistakes just as we do with everything else just as we do with our lives and with our business lives but you get over that and you learn and the intention is not to cause offense if our intention is to make people feel welcome, and if somebody says, oh, actually, that image, you know, it's it's of a t- traditional European female, 
and you're like, oh, of course it is. And you just change it or you just mm-hmm. make it really clear within the copy that actually, you know, I just want a human that's going to be able to to support me. That's it. I don't, I, you know, there are no other specifics. And you learn and you just accept that graciously and you move on because it isn't a personal attack on you because mm-hmm. you're because you're trying. You're 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 doing exactly what people want you to do is is show that you're more inclusive. It's not about you as a person. So yes. don't take any feedback personally, if that's possible. Yeah. Because that fear of getting it wrong or the fear of people judging the action you're taking is so counterproductive because actually that's kind of what you want like i i want people to tell me what i've got it wrong i want people to correct and help shape the things that i'm doing you know i think if you look at that as a personal attack on you exactly Mm. like you just said you know that's actually when you're kind of making it about you and not actually what it's about like the least Mm -hmm. we need to do after realizing that we have played into this problem is then play our role in fixing it. And the second that we make that about how we feel or what we're scared of, uh, you know, not to sound too harsh, but I just think you need to question that and be like, well, why is it so bad (laughs) if someone sends me a DM and and corrects me in this way? And I think what you were explaining so well there is the difference between intention and impact, right? Like you can have the best intentions in the world, or I've just seen a parcel arriving, it's my new bar stools. Um, we love it when a Hold an interaction that. comes. Jane, I'll be back in about twenty seconds with my intention <laughs> versus impact little speech. <laughs> Two moments. Love it. Wow. Love that. What a recording we're having today, hey? People are really seeing it. I should say hearing it. Oh, Emily's going to have to think. She's going to have to do a lot to sort this out. But anyway. Mm-hmm. It's always Listen. the balance with episodes of when something kind of goes wrong, do you keep it in because it's kind of relatable and funny or like there's a, I think there's a very fine line between like relatable and funny, like just damn annoying, cut it out. No one cares. <laughs> just like, come on, get to the point. <laughs> yes. Which the point was intention versus impact. So you can have the best intention yes. in the world and hope, you know, the intention with this is to build a more diverse and inclusive space in the small business world. But I think it's understanding that your impact might be different to your intention and that's okay. I feel like that's often what the fear Mm -hmm. is, is the fear is like, well, I know that my intentions are right, but I'm worried that the impact of my actions might be received differently. And actually that initial intention won't be achieved or people won't see it for what it is. And I would say from just my experience, it's accepting that yes, that is the case. Your impact will sometimes mm-hmm. be different to your intention, but as long as you yeah. don't respond to that, you know, lack of connection between the two with defensiveness and well, you know, my intention was pure, so I'm not gonna correct that or change it or apologize or, you know, respond to your correction graciously, but actually just going like, oh yeah, interesting. My intention was this, but I completely understand that the impact was different. How do we make sure that doesn't happen again. It doesn't have exactly. to be the end of the world. No, it is okay. And it's okay to make a mistake. When What happened? When did we all suddenly develop this fear about making a mistake? Because we all know that if you have a growth mindset, it's about trying and failing and using that and you continue to, to grow. Nothing we do is perfect all the time. Mm. And 
I'm guessing it's because this subject is so emotive and so serious and so big that we're all suddenly like, oh, and we're shying away. I've just pulled myself up into a ball. But, you know, it's just like we sort of revert backwards and and say, we'll just carry on. We don't need Mm. to look at this. But actually, yeah, especially if we have got good intentions, we'll put it out there, whatever we're trying to do. Somebody will probably comment. (laughs) But you can't please everyone all of the time. But also you can say, thank you very much. I will consider this next time. I'll bear this in mind. I didn't know you would feel like, I didn't think you would feel like that. I apologise. It's okay. As long as we mean we mean well in the first place, mm. we can learn from this. And we're all yes. learning and we're all going to keep learning until the day that we stop doing this. Yeah. It's a long road ahead. <laughs> it is. And, you know, this is it now. It's a constant readjustment. It's a constant relearning. It's a constant, you know, shifting the details to make sure that it, it you know, the, the intention is meeting the impact. And I feel like almost saying to people like, get ready for this to be hard work, get ready for this to be a constant thing, you know, get ready for yourself to, again, just speaking from experience here, spend a week doing nothing and then suddenly feel the guilt and responsibility and realize that you need to remind yourself of the problem and remind yourself that the, you know, the role you play in it. I think if you go into this with the expectation that it's you know, a tick the box, done it, cool, that's me done thing. Like you're going to be in for a shock when in six mm. months time, you've got to keep, keep going. This is it. Yeah. And also having that, if you haven't done anything, do you think that somewhere along the line, you're not going to be asked why you haven't? Mm-hmm. Because that's going to come up. Yeah. There will be somebody that's going to be like you or me that will say, oh, I noticed that um, nothing seems to have changed or that I don't know what your values are or, you know, so how awkward is that going to be uh-huh. when you can't explain why nothing has changed within your business? Yeah. Behind the scenes or or outwardly? Yeah. And I would say to that, just because my old response to that would have been like, oh my gosh, now I'm terrified because, you know, my business pre-May 25th was not as diverse and inclusive as I now want it to be. I think we've Mm -hmm. all, you know, we all have an understanding that up until this point, we have not done enough. And that's not excusing it, but it's saying like, don't let your, whatever it may be, shame, guilt, upset, sadness at how you've done nothing previously stop you from this being the day where you change that narrative because oh, I love it you know if you'd judged my business pre-25th if you judged this podcast pre-may 25th on how diverse and inclusive my business was it like I'm so not proud of that so I can't let like that feeling stop me from thinking that actually you know I, I can't change that I've never done this stuff before but the one thing I can actually do is just start doing something now Mm-hmm. And yes, I feel like that, I, I don't know, I don't know if that resonates with anyone listening, but that was definitely something for me of just realizing like, okay, you know, part of part of the problem is everything that I've done over the last four years. Cool, we've come to terms with that. We've processed that. Now the one way we solve that is changing things from here on out. And mm-hmm. I saw a tweet actually that I thought was so funny. I can't remember the exact wording, but it was something like, you know, these these days we're so good at pulling people up on something that we learned about yesterday. And I think that's very good to keep in mind. You know, I yes. know me hosting this conversation is, it could be seen as hypocritical because actually, you know, I learned this stuff 
when this movement happened this year, I'm not, you know, I haven't been preaching this and living this out for as long as I'd like to say that I have. So I think it, it comes with a, a grace as well, doesn't it? When you're, when you're speaking to friends, when you're kind of gently pulling people up on things, asking those questions, let's do it in a way that isn't attacking, that's not judgmental, because actually that's only going to create this narrative more that there's something to be scared of. If mm-hmm. we just build an open conversation where we're like, hey, we're all learning. We're yeah. all, you know, we've all made mistakes, but let's all, you know, be in this together and figure it out. And exactly. that's why I'm so grateful for people like you that are, you know, kind of hosting these conversations with such grace and understanding when I would completely understand if that wasn't the feeling that naturally comes to mind because, you know, we've all been idiots for so long. It's kind of needed, right? <laughs> we're a little sensitive people over here. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But for me, personally, it's like, it's not about what we all haven't done. We're fully aware of that. It's about, Mm. and it doesn't devalue. And for instance, when you're talking about your podcast, it doesn't devalue anything that has happened pre-May or or whatever. It's just about realising and being like, oh, yeah, I could have done that differently, but I'm going to make a difference now. That's it. That's, That's all it is. And you're already doing that. And I would hope that people listening to this, will in, it will encourage them to take the steps and they will understand, you know, where we're coming from with the fears, with the getting things wrong, with, you know, people judging us for doing something or not doing enough. But as mm. long as we're in our own path, in our own lane, doing what's right for our business, it's it's brilliant and making a change. And by the end of this year your podcast guests, your business values, so much will have changed for you as a company. And it will be exhilarating. It will be so, you can be so proud of what you've done. Mm. God, this is turning into a coaching session. (laughs) I'm here for it. I'm I'm like, yes, it is going to be Jane. Thank you. I'm believing for that. No, I think, I think that's such a, such an encouragement to people listening though, you know, hearing you say that I'm like, yes, like, that's what it's about. That's what we want. You know, how amazing will it be in a year when we're back at events, we can look around the room, look at panels and no longer be like, oh, this is uncomfortable, but actually go, hey, like this is this is a bit of a slice of what we want this space to look like. Like that's going to be an amazing thing. And, you know, not to guilt trip anyone, but wouldn't it be nice if we can be at those events and realize that we've done something to change that rather than be like, oh, damn it. <laughs> Everyone else kind yeah, of there is. carried this ship. Yeah, that is that is another part of to. It makes you feel good when you've done something good, doesn't it? And so, mm-hmm. why would you not want to make yourself feel good by speaking up, by yeah. developing a relationship with somebody different? It's, it's great. Mm. And bringing in voices and perspectives that are different to yours is the most amazing way to be a better person because otherwise we're in this echo chamber where we're all just affirming each other's thoughts and opinions which is very lovely for the ego (laughs) but it like there's no personal development going on there whereas like you said it makes like it just makes sense you can come at it from any angle and you know the biggest angle to come from is these are human beings who deserve 
to feel included and to feel represented. Like that is what this is about. No one should be doing it because it makes them feel good or because it makes their business look good. But you know, if you need to be motivated by how it makes your business look, I can give you 20 reasons why exactly like you've said in five years time, your business isn't gonna survive if it's not doing this stuff, because this is gonna be the new standard of, hey, in order to be a successful business, in order to have a personal brand, you've got to, You've got to have these things in place. You've got to be doing this work. And the sooner you start, guess what? The sooner things start to change. It's a crazy thing. Exactly. And why can your business not be inclusive and successful? Who, mm. who said? I, yeah. d- I don't know where that came from. Yeah, what was that Do you know narrative? what I mean? Exactly. Mm. There is that thought, isn't there? That, oh, if I start, you know, opening my business up or, you know, allowing other voices to speak and... and why? Why will you not be more successful? Because you are naturally opening up your product or your service to other people. And of mm. course you will. So of course that makes you more successful. It, it, yeah. I, so I don't understand. See, I'm, us- I'm losing words because I just don't understand why that would be logical. Yeah, I'm fully with you. Open your business up, become more conclusive, inclusive. You will you will see the benefits of it personally and professionally. Mm. And you'll sleep at night not thinking that you're, you know, oppressing many, many groups of people via the way that you make your money. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Mm. If people are listening to this conversation, Jane, and they're thinking, all right, you guys have so, so gently <laughs> called me out. You know, um, I've, I've done some thinking, I've asked myself some questions. I've realized that I probably want to take some action. If people are in that place of, okay, but where do I start? What would your encouragement to them be? If they've realized, okay, I can't do everything, but I can maybe do something. As someone who obviously coaches people through this, what would your kind of parting words, I guess, be for those people? I would say start off with a little bit of kind of, I like to call it navel gazing. Asking yourself the questions, you know, why haven't you done anything? What are you scared of? And be really honest with yourself. The next thing I would say is start to do some maybe social media lurking. There are so many great people talking on Instagram about things like anti-racism or just inclusion in general. Just start having a look, looking at conversations, listening to people, maybe developing kind of relationships, you know, like as that term sliding into someone's DMs. Mm-hmm. And then I would say, just think about what's one small thing that you could do. What is that thing that you can that you feel comfortable with, but slightly challenged by, yeah. that you can do to make your business more inclusive? Something really gentle so that you can kind of dip your toe in the water and see that the world doesn't stop spinning once you've tried to do something. And then you can start to maybe set yourself a challenge of, of what other people are doing. So many people are being vocal. You, Alice, have been brilliant about being really clear about what you stand for. And by doing that, hopefully people will, oh, look at what Alice has done. Maybe I could take that element and do that myself. Mm -hmm. It's all around there. People are being much more vocal about taking these steps. So I would say, yeah, definitely just set yourself a target, one small thing and go and do it. And you'll see that it's actually okay. And then you can start to do more. Yes. Yeah. Just start with one. Because like you said, then you you kind of work through all of those fears, realize that they're, you know, nothing to allow, hold you back. Wow. 
that makes yeah. sense you know what I mean and and then you just go from there and I'll link tons of your resources and your Instagram account below as well because I feel like following you is that constant nudge that we we do kind of need I think to just keep bringing it back to this conversation and you do so well at, as you've done in this episode you know giving that nudge and giving that kind of you know, call to action, but in a way that is very gentle, very accessible, very understanding, which it doesn't need to be, but it's so, I can understand, it makes more sense that it is. Yeah, for people just to keep bringing it back to this. So I will link all the resources below and I'll Thank leave you. a link as well. Not not because I think they're anything to abide by, but maybe if people just want a bit of inspiration to my, my policy, because I know that it was by looking at other people's action where I could go, oh, okay. I could do that. That's what that would look like yeah. in my business. Yeah, I can do that thing. Mm, no, I can't do that. That doesn't work. Um, and I'll link a few others that I've seen as well. She can, she did. It's got a really great post, which I'll link. Yeah, let me know if there's anything you want me to to put down there, Jane, that people can check out. I think that's a, it's a great idea, Alice, and I will share any resources that I use as well. Social media has been, I think it's, it's, it's evil, but it's also fantastic. And there is so much happening out there now. So there's not really any excuse not to uh, do your research, listen to other voices and amplify those voices. So yeah, you can use the links that Alice will provide, start dipping into kind of conversations and, and it's just about educating ourselves. And we're all going to be learning for a very long time. Yes. So yeah, this isn't something that we're going to solve within the next few weeks. Oh no. Mm -hmm. Oh no. Strap in. It's going to be a long <laughs> yeah. old ride, but it's going to be worth yes, it. Yes, it is. Yeah, it will be. Are we ready to end with the first of the new feature confessions sessions? Oh, balls. Yes, we are. <laughs> I'm excited by this. So the podcast format changed. I think it was like springtime last year. And the final segment, which I feel like is a nice way to just like bring the conversation a little bit lighthearted, have a bit of a, a giggle, um, a mm -hmm. giggle. I've lost the will to speak. Um, <laughs> wow. It was quick five questions, which was fun, but I'm just going to put it out there. Having to write four funny, interesting, relatable, ha-ha, controversial questions every single week is not something I can commit to anymore. It was getting to the point where I was just like, guest, can you give me one? Can you ask a question? Emily, yeah. can you write me some? Yeah. So we're switching it up and I love this new feature. It's called Confession Sessions and it's basically something from you the dear listener which is maybe a mishap or a miscommunication or a little white lie mm -hmm. that you told a client or you know something that you did wrong a silly mistake basically where we all just get to have a bit of a laugh and realize that okay yeah we're all making this all up and we're all doing silly things every day so i'm starting us off with a good one this is this one okay. really got me. <laughs> Some details have been changed in this story because the listener was concerned. <laughs> to <protect. laughs> yes, to protect the listener's identity. They were quite concerned that some certain details would, if you knew the person, you know, I don't know what the word is, expose them. <laughs> so here we go. I'll read it out word for word. I worked within a team and we were working for, I'm not gonna say what the profession was because that would give their business mm -hmm. away, a famous rock band. Again, won't give the famous rock band away. Um, 
the famous rock band had a management company and the management company had agreed with their business that they were going to send signed pictures in for a celebrity charity raffle that the business was involved in. Oh God, However, I'm they get to the day of the raffle and another team member realizes they forgot to get them to do the pictures. So this team member says to our dear listener, can you just print out a picture of them and fake sign them instead? <laughs> These fake signed images, the person who wrote in told me that they were 22 at the time. So I'm like, this is fully something I would do. Were then auctioned off. I don't know at what price. I would love to know how much money someone paid. And this is in their words. Some poor sod has fake signed pictures of their favorite band Although the silver lining is that some money was raised for charity. <laughs> okay, okay, so... <gasps> so much to unpack. That is amazing. However, I can honestly say, and I'm really sorry, I would have to do exactly the same thing. Right? I would. Sorry. I'm really sorry. You... It's... What else can you do? you got to do situation, what you got to do. The day is flowing, there's a plan. Yeah, and you were raising money for charity. So ultimately, everybody won at the end of that day. Somebody got a photograph that was signed of a band that they love and some money was raised to charity. Absolutely. I feel like that Brilliant. really separates, like you, a business owner mindset is just like, what are we gonna do? We're going to print them out. We're going to sign them ourselves. I'd love to know if they Googled their signatures. Like, did they did they replicate them? Because I don't know. I feel like you'd need to, Ooh. I don't know. Because celebrities have like two signatures, you know right? No. They have like their legal signature and then their celebrity. And one. then, yeah. I, I probably would have just gone, print them out, pop something on there. It's a squiggle. Nobody's ever going to know. I mean, a question that I do have is what was the quality of the printout? Right? Like, was it just on like A4 paper? I'd hope it was a because... colour printer, <laughs> at least. Because normally, not that I have any signed photographs of any, you know, bands, but normally, you know, it's like a glossy, it's a proper photo, as opposed to a printout from a really old, you know. Yeah, like some random like lines on the screen, like on the printing where yeah, it's just not exactly. quite come through. The toner, the toner oh. might be going, so it might have a little tinge and then there's a signature across the top. You know what? You've got to do what you've got to do. So that confession, absolutely right? fine. I think that's okay. I would mm. approve that confession. Definitely. And I just think what a confession to begin this new feature with. I don't, I'm, I'm being impressed that it can be topped. Wait and see. That is a very good confession. Um, and I'm also sitting here thankful that I've never had to put myself <laughs> in a situation like that. So I'm just like, but you know, everybody everybody won from that situation. I can't yeah. see any losers on that day. I'm honestly yeah. with you, Jane. Great. I Great would start. love to know who has this up on their wall. Um, I wonder if when people come around, they're like, yeah, we, we bought this in a charity of signed by the band. <laughs> we just, yeah. but like you said, everyone wins. Everyone wins. Everyone wins. Yeah. <laughs> With that faded, faded A4 
printout of a band. Slightly... You'd hope they at least used a Sharpie. <laughs> like if it's a biro, you know? <laughs> I feel like that really changes the game. I can just imagine the conversation. I've only got a pencil. Has anyone got a pen? Yeah. Anyone? <laughs> they need a Sharpie it. now. I know. <laughs> exactly. So if any listeners want to send in their confessions, they can be embarrassing stories they can be things that you did wrong situations like this where you kind of have to like fluff your way through it dm me alice underscore benham email me hello at alicebenham.co.uk they are anonymous i will work hard to keep them anonymous as you can tell and i'm, I'm i've got so many good ones jane uh, honestly the dms i was getting yesterday though they, they were keeping me going on my overwhelmed day i'll tell you that <laughs> oh brilliant could you not you could even have like a whole feature it's just confession sessions with you every every week love it yeah like if i got because i mean i've already got like 20 so maybe i have to do an episode which is just pure confession sessions just the whole app i think it's a really good thing because we all especially in life in business we make mistakes and you just you wallow in that don't you and you just think oh my god i'm the only person that's just done something so stupid but we all do it and it's so uh-huh. motivating it to is. hear about situations like this and you come through the other side we all come through the other side for sure and if we just laugh like it's a story to tell that's what i think every time <laughs> i have an embarrassing situation i'm like okay in the moment like right now this is awful but it's going to be a great story one day so yeah. i'm just Bringing everyone on board to that mentality. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Thank well, Jane, you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. Number one, for such an interesting conversation. I so appreciate everything you shared. And for the first episode back in a while, we fought through so many difficulties to make this conversation happen. So dear listener, I hope you feel honored to have heard this because yeah, we've worked hard to make this yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, it was touch and go, but thank you for having me. And thank you for letting me be the first one back after what was a cracking break for you thank you and i hope you have a break too soon as well very deserving of it oh thanks for having me 